Welcome to the DNA Show. DNA? Dude, are we doing a science show? No, D is for Dennis. Oh, A is for Andy. And N is for and? Oh, man, nerds. Because we're nerds, dude. Yeah. Well, good. Then we can talk about comics and movies and pop culture and sports. Sports. Sports and nerds. Yeah, we're going to make that work. All right, let's roll. Well, yes, it is only on Indiegogo. Hi-ho. Welcome to the split screen edition of the Dennis and Andy show where you've got me, Andy, and that guy right there. Right, I'm there. Dennis. Welcome back. That's yep, Dennis. Right here. Right here. When I my finger came into your screen. Instead oh, of, oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. Break it. Pull my finger. <laughs> no. Well, I'm not in the same room, so it doesn't really matter this time, does it? No, Dennis was a little too embarrassed to come over because I don't even know why he has that wall of shame behind him. But before no we move on, we'll talk about the commercial you just saw for my campaign, First Man. That's right, on Indiegogo right now. I'm always going to be pitching it. 18 days left. Uh, it's a 64-page graphic novel. It's a superhero I created. There's a big bad guy named Monarch in it. That's the dude right there in the purple. This uh, The female Penumbra, she's kind of the, 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 the type of character that plays both sides against each other. Apollo is this guy. This guy, Luke Henry, becomes Apollo, the first man. And he is, he, he holds this power inside of him that Monarch is trying to get. So Monarch comes to Earth and he needs to get this power back. And Penumbra has a specific tie to that essence. So it's a 64-page graphic novel. Uh, there's lots of goodies that will be in it. Each character will have their own bio page. This is a throwback to a book called the original handbook to the Marvel universe or the official handbook to the Marvel universe. Here are some of the pages. So please check it out. The link is in the description on YouTube. So you can click on it, go there, back it, help me bring this project to life. I would very much appreciate it. The pitch is over. It is over. So guess what it's time to talk about? Wait, that's not football. That's the final that's countdown. Wow. Oh, right. you, you're okay. doing Europe. Nice. I was, nice. I was doing Hey, well, Val. It looks really good. Well, I tell you what, Val. Click on the link. Go over and back it. If you have any questions about it, feel free to ask. Because that's why I'm here. Um, that was. That was the final countdown. Totally, totally, totally wrong. wrong, but that's okay. Andy and I were having a discussion and we, we, we got some feedback from our show. And one of the things that we kind of talked about was, you know, we've got a lot of diverse things that we like that, that we have in, in common, obviously football, which is what this show is going to be talking about. We obviously our love for comic books and um, we love talking about that. We're both movie buffs. We both love, you know, good TV shows. And we're starting to find out, you know, a lot of our audience, some of them like some of it, some of them like other stuff. So instead of just getting together once a week and doing one great big podcast, you know, we've kind of found out that some of our audience members, they really like when we talk NFL or they really like when we talk, 
you know, comics or whatever. So instead of just doing one big one, what we've kind of going to do is I think we'll break them up in like, this is going to be just an NFL one. And then we'll do one on Thursday. We'll do our comic book. We'll do a review, um, you know, as well as the new comics. Some, there's lots of interesting things going on right now. So on and so forth. And, and then we'll do a re movie review on separate ones. So I think what we'll do is we'll kind of split them up and see if you guys like that format a little bit better. And then we'll get together in person you know, once a week for, for a bigger one that we, that we can deal with stuff. But, you know, that way you can just pick and choose because we know your time's valuable just like ours. That's right. So diving into football this week, as we all know, is the championship playoff games for the NFC and the AFC. The NFC was Bucks, Packers, the AFC, Chiefs, Bills. We got together at my house. We even have a picture we can share. Look at that. that is Dennis. Dennis and his wife, me and my daughter. You can see who was representing. Obviously, you know who the winners are. I mean, we kind of knew going in. We we did not know going in. Even though even though Courtney was very smug and taunted me the entire week. <laughs> she did. She did. Funny. Ugh. Yep. Give I was I, I even for this game, just so you know, I wore pants for the first time. I always wear shorts. I've got my Green Bay Packer uh, green and gold Zubas. I even wore them. You can't see them in the picture. Uh, I had my Packer shirt. There's my uh, Packer poncho that I got down in in Mexico when we were down visiting. You know, down there, I had my Packer socks, my Packer Nikes. I couldn't get any more green and gold on. I even had my my cheese head, and I even had my, my cheese mug with me. And uh, it just wasn't enough. Um, but we also did bring, you know, so this is beforehand. Everybody's smiling. It was a good game. And then I even brought, uh, we even brought some wonderful, huge chocolate chip cookies that were all kind of decorated up. One for the Bucks, one for the Packers. So we were kind of ready for this game. Buford said it's his favorite football player is Tiger Woods. You know, Tiger could play. He's got an arm. I bet he could toss a toss a ball like a beast. Yeah, so as you can see, it's funny, too. We took this picture before the game even started, and who knew that we took it in the proper order? Winner, loser. <laughs> Maybe that was the key. Now, remember, through our earlier podcasts, I have let all the viewers know that I have watched this season, I have watched the Packers in person on TV three times, and all three times they lost. So I really didn't want to watch the live TV. I have no problem picking up my phone and watching it. But no, Andy said I made a promise earlier in the season that if the Bucks and Packers got into the playoffs, I had to go over and watch it. Needless to say, the Packers went 0-4 when I watched them. So the Packers lost all of Packer Nation. This is Andy Smith's fault. And and it's I, I can squarely point it at you. And he's like, oh, oh, superstition. Well, look what happened. Here's what's crazy, though. The crazy part is that after halftime, Dennis is like, that's it. I'm going upstairs. I'll watch a movie with, with your wife and my wife. And he goes upstairs. And for the entire time he was upstairs, you know, 10 minutes or so, 
the Packers were making a comeback. They scored. They were. At, I was like, oh my they god, you twice. Dennis needs to get his ass back down here because before he went upstairs and the score was twenty-eight to ten. Yep. And then he comes, and then he's upstairs, and the score closes the twenty-eight to twenty-three. I think that's right. And I'm like, what in the Jesus? Dennis, get the hell back down here. Your juju needs to be here so the Packers lose. So, and then the problem was the girls were watching a Hallmark movie. Oh, oh, I don't know which was, it was more torturous, the Hallmark movie or or not being able to, to see the Packers. So I did. I went back downstairs and needless to say, I probably should have just stayed upstairs. But they, they were making me feel guilty down there about not being up there. So there's the final score. The Packers did wind up losing. They couldn't pull the comeback. 31-26. It, it, it was an exciting game. Oh, got a comment? Yeah. You got to look at the screen, son. I popped these up. Uh, the Vintage Horseman Monarch Mango Surprise commercial was so cool. Thank you. I You know, Dennis and I grew up in a time of uh, – of comics. Hey, off topic, don't worry about it. That's why we're here. Um, we grew up in a time of comics where hostess ads were the thing and seeing Spider-Man kick some bad guy's butt by just giving him some hostess fruit pies. So anyhow, I love those. So I put one in my comic. Now, and they're fun. Yeah. They're fun. They're real fun. So yeah, back to the final score. Bucks 31, Packers 26. It was kind of a nail biter, biter towards the end there. But, I, you know, it was a good game. You know, last week last week on the podcast, I think I said it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to be Green Bay kicking the crap out of the Buccaneers the whole game. You know, they would just come out strong and the Bucs would never recover. Or it was going to be a tight back and forth. And while the first half definitely wasn't a back and forth, the second half was. And it really did pick up and become kind of a nail biter. Yep. But, you know, the GOAT took it away. Just yeah, saying. I, I, I will say there were there were three major keys that the, the reason the Packers lost it. And it was very interesting watching ESPN. Stephen A. Smith and Max going at it. Stephen A. blame LaFleur. Uh, Max blame Aaron Rodgers. I blame everyone in conjunction because there were three major plays. If they any one of those – changes the entire complexion Packers win you know uh the halftime where they threw that fourth and three all you have to do is not let a guy get behind you and the defense let the guy go right in for the touchdown to make it 21 10 utterly inexcusable and I was like wow that's probably going to be the difference in the game and I said that when I was pissed and I went up for halftime and then, you know, you've got the, the drop touchdown pass in the end zone, which was right in your hands, inexcusable. And then the one where, where Rodgers kind of threw it, and, you know, it was third down, and it should have been he threw it. He had the entire right end of the field. He probably could have made it in. Worst case, it would have been fourth and goal at the half-yard line. And he decided to try and, and throw it in there. And, and that, that should have been – he should have ran that one in for a touchdown. You need to – the Packers need to go into what I call the Dallas slump. Because when they go into the Dallas slump, 
you'll then have the feeling I do, which is you won't get upset when they don't make playoffs. You won't get upset when they lose because it's expected. See, now, that, that, that's true. We're used to a winning team. And, you know, when you go it, two seasons at 13 and three, there's just some expectations. Exactly. And I'm not used to a winning team. So I was very stress-free this year, you know? So next year, when my team is winning, I'll be in your position. And when your team isn't, you'll, you'll learn. You'll uh, learn. Yeah, we'll find out. It was, I'm glad we went over. We had a good time, but man, it just wasn't the outcome for me. And Courtney sat there and smiled and very the entire time, except when the Packers were coming back. <laughs> the second game was the Bills, Chiefs, and even though the score isn't bad, I mean, a 14-point, so I wouldn't call it a blowout, but if you actually watch the game, it didn't look like a championship game. It looked the like score a regular- is not indicative of the actual game. I expected yeah. the the Bills to put up a, a a really decent fight, and like I said, my early predictions early in the season what was going to be the Packers and Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I was halfway right. I was almost there, but man, the Bills, the Chiefs just and it didn't look like the Bills played poorly. It looked like the Chiefs just routed them. I mean, they came hungry. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was a sad game. I think I dozed off actually during it in the second half cuz it was just it was just over. And yeah. I think by halftime you just knew the Chiefs were just going to take this one all the way. The Bills didn't look like a championship team. Um I chose the Bills too. So yeah, so to get to our picks we, uh, you know, Dennis and I are in a pool, in a playoff pool, and where you just, you know, we're just picking the winners and stuff. And needless to say, let's see. Oh, this is just coming up. We'll bounce that out of here for now. Needless to say, I was 50 50 this weekend. I won the Bucks game, but I did the same damn thing on Saturday, or no, on Sunday. I went in and changed from the Bills or from the Chiefs to the Bills. And I should have went with my gut and just stuck with the Chiefs. My daughter gave me a hard time after it because now I'm 10-2. And I'm tied for first place with a buddy of ours named Mark. Um, whereas I believe you're in se- you're, you're second place, right? Well... It technically it's third place because there's three of us, uh, three of us at at nine and three, and then uh, you and Mark are at, at ten and two. So there's three of us tied for third. You and Mark are tied for first. The most competitive sport is Pokemon TCG. <laughs> you know, you know. I'm telling you, those Pokemon tournaments, they can get downright ruthless. Magic as well, and Yu-Gi-Oh. It can be a bloodbath, but, oh my God, excuse me, where'd that come from? So, um, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. What the hell was I saying? I yawn and like, Grange is doing right Well, now. you were talking about, you were first and third, we're first and third place. Courtney is tied with a bunch of other people with eight wins. 
I know. That's, it's actually most everybody did pretty well in the playoffs. I mean, nobody's had a stinker of a of a playoff season. And I went one and one, so I'm still one game. So it comes down to the Super Bowl. I'm not telling you who I'm picking. Because uh, unless you picked already. I know who you're picking. Who am I picking? You told me you were going to take the box. Uh-huh. See, yeah. the problem is if I tell you I'm going to take the Bucks, then you're going to take the Bucks so that even if we both lose, you'll still be in first place. So I might wind up completely doing a, a fake on you, a deep fake, and, and go something completely different. I'll tell you this. I, I think the, the Bucks. I almost would like to see the Bucks do it just for Tom Brady's sake, not that he needs another Super Bowl ring. But we've talked about this. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when he went there, Belichick, was it Belichick's system or was it Brady and the way he runs the offense that created so much success up in up in New England? And I think this season showed Belichick had a veteran quarterback, Superman went up there, Cam Newton, and didn't even have a winning season. Tom Brady comes into what I would consider above average team with the pieces they put together, but I, yeah, but I, think, I, and he did, but he's going to the Super Bowl. I agree with that, but I also think you can't really compare camp. Like I think, I think a better comparison, and I can't think of a quarterback off the top of my head. Well, okay, here, I, I put, I, I put. Right now, even though Tampa beat Green Bay, quarterback to quarterback, I put Aaron Rodgers on the same level as Brady, right? Yep. So I think a better comparison with what you're saying about is it Belichick or Brady would be if Belichick had basically an Aaron Rodgers type playing for him. And then you'd be able to see season-wise, because you can't say he brings up Cam Newton. No, 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 no. See, this is where I, where I disagree, because yeah, they've, always, they've always said Bill Belichick's success is because his his team setup, you could pull any player out, replace them with another player for an injury, and they would still have the same amount of success. That was They're saying that's the Belichick system. That's what they've no. been saying for years. And I was like, well, you're pulling out the most important cog then, which is their quarterback. Because, you know, remember Grappolo was there. And even yeah. when he got put in, he did really well. So it was the system. Or yeah, was I, it the way Tom Brady handled it? I think Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Cam. I I think half the quarterbacks are are better than Cam, but needless well, to say, he's still a veteran who knows how to command a team. So it wasn't like Belichick was picking up a rookie and sticking him in for the first time. He had somebody knew how to play who knew how to play. Yeah, I guess. Well, anyhow, so the big game is on February seventh, Kansas Tampa in Tampa. So that's a first. Brady always gets the first. You almost kind of knew that it was going to go that way because. Yep, it's and he always because this is literally another record, and it's a record for the whole team. But it's also a record for Brady playing in the Super Bowl at basically home team. They yep. have home field advantage. First, you know? first team in history to ever have that happen. Yep. 
So, you know, it's I'm torn with who to take, honestly, because I want to see the Bucks win. But damn, Kansas is just so good that I don't know. I I'll say it now. I'm going to take the Bucks because I just think I think either way I'm true. I think if I take Kansas and the Bucks would probably win. Just to screw me. And um, hey, my phone's ringing. I think, I think if I take Kansas, the Bucks would win. Just to screw me in our little playoff thing. And if I take the Bucks, Kansas will win to screw me in my playoff thing. So I don't know. I am looking at it here. I'll share the screen just so we can all see it. Because whenever I get to be in first place, I like to show it. <gasps> there I am. There I am. First place. I got to keep it that it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter in a way who you take, but it really matters who Mark takes. It does. And if he's watching this, that's why I almost don't want to say. So my my heart tells me I would like to see Tampa win. My gut kind of tells me it's going to be Kansas City. But again, Brady finds ways to win even when he shouldn't. So, you know, right now, uh, Vegas has Kansas City as three-point favorites on technically on the road. And, right. you know, Vegas isn't usually that wrong. So, you know, Kansas City is it. But I'm, I'm, I just can't count them out. I just can't count out what's going to happen. Um, I hope it's a good game because I don't want it to be a blowout because they did announce several of the advertisers, the main ones, Pepsi, Coke, uh, Budweiser. There are a couple other ones. They've all announced that they are not going to be doing Super Bowl ads this year. So, yeah. you know, if it winds up being a bad game, we're always kind of right there for what? For the cool ads. And, you know, um, the avocados from Mexico, some of the good ones, they're, they're all pulling them this year. So I'm going to be curious to see what, what kind of ads that they're going to have this year. The cool ads to me have never really been Budweiser, Coke, or Pepsi. It's, it's, it's movie. Tra For me, it's always been what movie trailer. Yeah. And there's no, well, no, I wasn't Bud, say Budweiser are always the nostalgic ones. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we shall see. So moving on, there's quarterback talk. First, we're looking at a little uh, article about Stafford. It's uh, It was, I think, before the season even ended, they were talking about he could be gone from Detroit. Right. Well, he, he's officially asked for a trade. So he asked for it, huh? He asked for a trade. Um I, I can see that they're on two different wavelengths. He asked for a trade. And now, remember, we, we played against the Lions, and he's been with the Lions his whole career. And he's yep. a good quarterback. And he's still young enough, and he's got an arm. Um, it's, it's just something about uh, Detroit. It's just like there's this void in Detroit. And, you know, Barry Sanders is one of my all-time favorite running backs, sure. period. He's actually my favorite running back of all time hate to say that to any of the Packers, but he always just was. There was something special about him. I always wish he had something um, something a little bit better. But it's interesting now that he's asked for it. Uh, 
It's Puppy Monkey Baby is the best Super Bowl ad. <laughs> puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy Monkey Baby. Or is it Puppy Monkey Baby or is it something? I thought it was something else. I don't know. But point is, that is a great ad. My daughter still loves that ad. So the top yep. team, the top teams are the Colts, um, which would be interesting since Phillip Rivers retired. Colts need a quarterback for sure. So you've got the Colts. The Niners, why? Why would they replace Garoppolo? Because they're they Garoppolo did not have a good uh, a, a good season, and they're kind of thinking now. Again, I, it's this goes down to Belichick. He did really well under the Belichick system and hasn't done so well under San Francisco. I am surprised that they picked um, uh, San Francisco as the as the number two because I. I think there's teams that need a quarterback more than San Francisco does. Could be have something to do with cap money, something like that. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm surprised that's so high. Yeah, the Bears is really surprising to me just because you know they drafted Trubisky a few years ago. He was supposed to be the new golden boy. He's definitely has ups and downs. And I mean, look, they pulled him out a few times this year and put in um, Nick Foles. But then, you know, Nick would just, you know, have a bad game or something. They're like, oh, back to Mitch. So the Bears, I don't think, are definitely settled on a quarterback. So maybe they're thinking if they pull, can get Stafford, then hopefully that would be their, their quarterback. You'd still play him twice, you know. Yeah. Um, but then are they getting rid of Foles or are they getting rid of Trubisky? Or, yes, all of the above. <laughs> Um, Washington kind of surprised me because I assumed Alex Smith, he had a good year and especially coming back from the injury and stuff. And I thought he did well. And, it and says he's still here, under contract till next year. That's, that's why I'm surprised he made the list there. It says the 36 year old Alex Smith is under contract through 2022, but after making a truly miraculous comeback, he's taking time to consider his future while both. Taylor Heinke and Kyle Allen are set to become free agents. This decision is tough because we've heard Ron Rivera say Smith could be the team's QB1 past the 2020 season, and Smith proved as much going 5-1 and one as the starter. So that's that's weird. You know, when he says, when Alex Smith says considering his future, is that like future with saying, I want to go to another team or just? Yeah, I, I think it's future in football. I mean, that, that's what it would have to be. And, you know, that Washington didn't have a great season, but obviously they were good enough to get into the playoffs. And uh, – um, Okay, hold on, hold on. They were good enough. The NFC East was literally throw a dart to see which one of those losers was getting in the playoffs and not go forward. But it was also so Rivera's first time. Rivera was out dealing with cancer, you know – they were the best of the worst. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Panthers? That's uh, So there's a lot of pressure on Bridgewater this offseason with the team already vocalizing its intent to keep all options open. Bridgewater's a solid starter but doesn't do the dynamic things like uh, some like Deshaun Watson, whom the Panthers have expressed interest, and obviously he wants to be traded, or big-time arm talent like Stafford can do. 
there's a real possibility possibility Carolina upgrades this offseason, and if the front office chooses to bring in another veteran, it might have to ship out Teddy. Woof. And they just got Teddy last this year. And I was like, I know. So I know. again, I'm a bit surprised. The biggest one to me, and it is number six, is the Rams. Because I mean the Rams went into the playoffs. Um yeah, they played your guys, the Packers. Yeah. And I chose the Packers to win. I didn't think the Rams would pull that one through. But I always thought Jared Goff was their guy. And just seeing this is, you know, I well, know there's there, there's the rumors are out there right now that Goff just he he's a good quarterback, but he can't elevate him to that next level. And that's what I think the concern is. Again, I was a little surprised they took him far enough, but they're saying he is the weak link, the weak link in, in the Rams. So maybe the Rams wind up dealing him somewhere to pick up a really good quarterback. We'll, we'll see. The interesting thing is, you know, CBS also put out their odds on same thing for Stafford. And they have uh, the – I mean, they put odds on it. They were talking about the odds like in Vegas where they're going – the Broncos. So according to them, the Broncos are three to one favorites to get uh, Matthew Matthew Stafford. Um, that's, that's what I thought. I thought for sure it would be the Broncos because I mean they have nothing. Right, and they yeah. drafted Locke, and I mean he had an okay first season, and this season was just awful. So they are like, yeah, we, we need to move on. So I was personally thinking it was between the Broncos and the Colts. Those were going to be mine. But they've got the Broncos, followed by the Colts, then Washington, and then the Bears. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see where, where he lands and what kind of contract because Matthew's a good good quarterback. I am watched him play a lot for, well, he's in, what, 12 years? I think he's with them for like 12 years. He's 32, so yeah, probably 12 years. Um, but the the other news is, fill us in, what, what's this Aaron Rodgers garbage I hear that he might not be around next year? That can't be true. Yeah, so uh, interesting story came up, and he made a comment about negotiating his contract. And... I'm a little torn on this being a Packer fan. So all you Packer fans out there, we went through this with Brett Favre with his retirement and it creates all kind of story. And I still love Brett. You can tell by my Jersey hanging over the fireplace and he'll always have a special place in my heart, but the front office and Brett really made a lot of mistakes during their breakup. And, you know, Aaron had, potentially some turmoil with, with the head coach when, when he got brought in, Matt LaFleur. And, but the problem is you take a look at the, what those two have done together in the last two years. LaFleur's went 13-3 and three in his first two years. They, they work well as a team. I just don't know if they're on the, the same wavelength. So the Packers president and CEO, Mark Murphy, love Mark, he came right out and basically told everybody to relax. He's not going anywhere. But they did draft uh, a quarterback for their number one pick. I would have just assumed it would be more for he's going to be like Aaron Rodgers. 
I want you to be under the system for three or four years. You know, we're not going to throw you in. We've got a, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, just like back when Brett was playing. Learn the system, and then you'll get your chance to do it and do it. So right. a lot of people are taking this as um, Aaron wants to leave the Packers. And I don't know if that's true, but it's amazing the firestorm in our 24-hour news cycle about where is Aaron going, what's he going to do, why does he hate the Packers. None of this is true. There is some uncertainty, but, I mean, come on, people, just just give it a break. He's got to sit down and clear his head in the offseason, but nope, NFL can't do that. No, of course not. And then last, my team looks like there could be a little uh, shakeup too. Dak is still not signed, I guess, so they, they need to do that. But they also need to deal with the backup position. Uh, Andy Dalton, when he played, actually didn't do too bad. But, you know, they got to look at their money situation as well. Um, so, you know, it just says, uh, in addition to Dak's Prescott's own negotiations, take one look around the league to get an idea of the type of movement we might be looking for this offseason. You know, Philip Rivers retired. The Lions recently announced they'd be seeking to trade Stafford. Uh, speculation swirls around the long-term futures of established veterans like Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo. Fellow vets like Cam Newton and Jameis Winston are headed for free agency. So there's there's, there's quite a few teams. Uh, Dalton won four games while throwing for 2,170 20, yards and 14 touchdowns. Not bad. Uh, but it was a performance well worth the three million contract the Cowboys gave him, you know, for the one year. So they they've got to figure out what to do when it comes to salary cap. I actually, you know, for the one game that Garrett Gilbert played, I thought he was fantastic. He did he he was beyond my expectations to the point of the next week I was like start this kid, but instead. You know, Dalton was cleared to play, so they brought Dalton back. And I'm like, guys, your season blows anyhow. Just start Garrett Gilbert. Let the guy get some reps under his belt because he did good that one game he played. However, they were, but but they still had a chance for the playoffs, so they went with the sure money, and they, they were this close. Yeah, you know, I mean, even with it just that close. I don't know. So if, if Dak Preston – who, by the way, he was my one of my starting Preston. fantasy. Prescott. Oh, yeah, Preston. I said Preston, didn't I? Well, that's because he sucked so bad in fantasy football this year, and he tanked my entire season. And, hey, look, uh, if, and I'm sure not picking if, him next year. If Aaron Dodgers is going to continue to play, oh, I mean Rodgers, let's get the last name right. Show a modicum of respect. Ah, he, he still angers me whole season. He just tanked me, tanked me. And then I picked up Dalton. He didn't do me any favors either. I'm telling you, if that is the case, and they're worried so much about a quarterback down there, Matthew Stafford, actually, why would the Cowboys not be on that list? Because, again, who's the uh, Cowboys head coach? Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy works fantastic with quarterbacks and you got somebody who can run a good quarterback that actually would be a heck of a good fit. So I, I, I just don't know what, what the Cowboys are thinking. I would actually say Stafford, that would be a good fit if they're going to go away from, from those for, two quarterbacks for a backup. No, for a starter over Dak. Or you mean if they don't reach a deal with Dak? 
Yeah, I mean, if if Dak isn't reaching a deal, I don't think he wants to be there. I it'll be interesting if they do reach a deal with Dak and next season he's healthy, but it it, it goes one of two ways. It goes uh, he's healthy, it's like he was never injured way, or it could go the horrible way of like RG3 who just after his injury, you know it was a different thing, you know. Yeah. RG3 doesn't matter after a bad injury like both of them had you either come back just as good and strong or you come back and it's night and day and you just don't have it anymore you know i hope for Dak's sake that's not the case i hope he comes back healthy and strong but you know we'll have to see um that's the that's the football episode yeah there it so is. we got we, we've got we've got Two weeks, we got the Super Bowl. I mean, that, and that'll be our last football broadcast for the season. And then we'll just be back to the regular nerd stuff that we'll be doing. That's right. Nerdy stuff. So until uh, next time, thank you again for joining us. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday talking comics and stuff. So until then, yep. bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Until next week, grab your 3D glasses. Get your favorite comic books, roll them up, and put them in your back pocket the way you should treat comics. Throw your pigskin up on the mantle. This is Dennis. This is Andy. Later, Later friends. friends.